0: Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of How to Live the Podcast, where we have real meaningful and fun conversations with people who inspire us. And
1: sometimes we just have them with each other. We are your hosts, Jess and Steph Dadon, and we hope you beautiful people are staying safe and keeping yourselves entertained while you've been at home. I know we are sure enjoying just doing everything from our pajamas and I'm really wondering how anyone is going to go back to real life wearing clothes. I know, like no bra, no underwear on right now. I'm having a great time over here. I know. I've even started going for walks around my neighborhood, like walking Panther in just whatever I rolled out of bed in and it's like, there is no judgment out there. I'm loving it.
0: Yes, totally. No judgment is so true. Everyone's just like out there and you're like, "Eh, can't judge them. Mm -mm. I'm doing the same. So last week was a bit of fun for us because we actually posted a poll on
1: our Instagram to try to find out what episodes you guys are loving the most from us. Yeah, and I don't know if you went in and had a look at the results. I was really excited to see what people are loving and I was both excited and also a little bit disheartened to know that they're loving everything.
0: I know, like there was no real trend that came from any of the polls on one page, Laura Lynn Jackson and it's like, great, like they're loving the spiritual stuff and then on another page Janine Ellis, yep. it's like, okay
1: they also love the business stuff, what do you guys want from us? Do you just want it all? Yeah, no, I think I got more of the same, you're on a good path keep doing what you guys are doing, that's what I felt like it was saying and And I love that we've been discussing a lot around the office. I mean, our bedrooms, if we think we should be doing more in-conversation episodes, if we think we should be doing more interview episodes, what are people liking more? And it was literally split down the middle, 50-50. We like them both.
0: I know. So maybe our in-conversations and our interviews should be split 50-50. You know, that was what I was like, oh, okay, if you like them both the same, I don't know. How should it be? We've got to discuss. We haven't really taken the data and analysed fully yet, but we'll get back to you. Still, if you want to let us know about what you're loving, please
1: DM us. And we would love that. Yeah, we love to hear from you. We do love doing these in-conversation episodes with just the two of us. And we have had some really good feedback on them. So I kind of like that idea of maybe 50-50 splitting it. But let us know what you think. Also, come join us on Facebook. How to Live the Podcast, you know, we have our group, you can chat to us directly, we talk about fun things in there. We also, on the weekend, had a free live yoga class with me for you and your mum for Mother's Day, which was really fun. We swap recipes in there for things like veggie burgers, and, you know, I posted a story about how I rescued Panther, Jess posted a tour of her house, it's really fun in there, definitely come hang out with us. Totally. Totally. Okay, you guys, let's get
0: into today's episode. Something we've been wanting to talk about on the podcast for a really long time, but feels super relevant right now is how to approach getting a job, how to get noticed, how to find the right job, how to apply for the right job, how to ace an interview, all the things that's what we're going to be talking about right here.
1: All the things, and obviously right now, a lot of people are out of a job. It's a really competitive climate to be trying to get a job. And as we come out of this isolation, it is just going to be really, really tough. So we thought we're going to share with you guys all our insights that we have learned over the years of being hired by people and also hiring people. So as Steph mentioned, It is tough and it is competitive, but I think the important thing to
0: remember is there's no better person than you to land the job that you want. So from the outset, you need to be exuding that confidence because we know you've got this, but until you really trust that you've got this, that's when you're going to
1: absolutely nail all of this process. Mm, So I'm feeling like some positive affirmations for you, maybe a bit of a like manifestation dream board. Oh yeah, dream board, vision board. Do whatever is going to make you feel really good about yourself and remind you why you do what you do, why you're passionate about this thing and why you're the best person to be doing it. Yes, exactly. I love that because
0: if not you, who? And if not now, when? Oh, yeah. And I think that it's a really exciting time, even though obviously we've gotten here in like not that great of a way, but a lot of people have been let go of their jobs, which is really unfortunate and really hard, but it's actually... Given you the opportunity potentially to sit down. And actually take a breather and identify what is it that you love, where do your passions lie and how do you want to move forward from that place of knowing? So maybe it's that you take some time to like sit down and be like, what do I really enjoy? What did I really enjoy about my past job and what really didn't I enjoy? Who am I even following on Instagram? Who do I love to hear from? What do I
1: want to be a part of? Also, I feel like it's a good time to really think about what your strengths are and I think you were talking about just the other day about a strengths test. Yeah, So it's this thing that I actually found through the happiness course that I'm doing
0: that Yale are offering online, which is amazing. And it's through Coursera, if anyone wants to look at it. And it's free. It's free. I've posted it in our Facebook group, How to Live the Podcast.
1: Also just cool to say, oh, I did a course at Yale.
0: Yeah, totally. I'm a Yale student right now. Didn't you know? Me and my mum are Yale students. Through that, they introduced you to this strengths test that you could do. And it essentially just is a little free quiz online. Who doesn't love a little free? quiz. I love a free quiz. And it sends you back and basically ranks your strengths. And the idea is that if you are accessing and actively pursuing your top four strengths throughout your day, that you're actually more likely to feel fulfilled and feel happy. Oh, that's such a good fact. I want to do this test. And we can include it in the show notes. My number one strength was honesty. I didn't realize that. So it was all about honesty and like living in an authentic way. But then I had other ones like love of learning and bravery so now with things that I approach I just try to keep those things in mind and try and work out how I can actually access them so that's one of the reasons also that I started this new yoga Instagram because I was just like you know what I want to be honest I want to be brave how can I be pushing myself in that direction love of learning what new courses can I learn stuff like that just trying to like figure yourself out and then trying to figure out how to
1: bring it into your everyday life. This is so cool and I really love it because I feel like it's bringing this idea of work, as part of your life. And rather than compartmentalizing these things like we have for such a long time, like I got my work, that doesn't need to fulfill me. That is just a means to an end. I need to put food on the table so I'll work and then I'll live my life outside of that. And I think we're all waking up to the fact that that's not really a fulfilling way to live. So by bringing your strengths and your passions into what you do on a day-to-day basis, you can really be living this really amazing lifestyle that people haven't had the opportunity to do in a really long time. So yeah, if you have lost your job, this is an awesome opportunity to rebuild. Yes. So I guess step one would be
0: searching for a job. And where do you find these? You find them on websites like Seek, but there are also other
1: places that you can be looking. Pedestrian has a job board and there's also Broadsheet, Scout by Broadsheet. And they're really great places for creatives to look for work. And we found some amazing candidates. Also just on LinkedIn, we've placed job ads through LinkedIn that you can apply for. So definitely make sure you're following any of your favorite brands on LinkedIn so that you get a notification if they post any jobs? The other way to approach finding a job is actually actively
0: seeking it out. So not many people are hiring right now. I don't know anyone that's hiring actually, but the thing is that also means that no one's being bombarded with resumes. No one's being bombarded with email introductions, people wanting to sit down for coffee, stuff like that. So while no one is technically hiring right now, it's an awesome time to introduce yourself to people, email them for a catch-up, even if it's a Zoom catch-up, it's an awesome time to just connect with the companies and businesses that you want to work with and just allow them to notice you in this way that you're not really asking for a job. You're more just like, hey, I really love what you guys do. Let's connect. And then eventually
1: you will ask them for the job. Mm, We had a cousin a little while back who set out to meet with a hundred people in a hundred days or something like that. And I think he blogged about it. So, you know, there are just so many ways that you can get creative and connect with people. We've actually had people reach out to us to be their mentor at the moment. And usually we would just not have time for that or what is having time? We wouldn't be prioritizing it. But right now we're like, "Mm, mentoring people sounds fun. We could do that. And we're having these awesome catch ups. So yeah, I do think there's this really amazing opportunity to connect with people and to show yourself to people that usually would be really inaccessible to you. So once you have Found your job that you want to apply for or found who you want to write to. We do have quite a bit of experience receiving resumes and cover letters and we often get asked, do you need to write a cover letter? What should my application look like? So we thought we could give you guys a little bit of a rundown on our thoughts around this. So also the email is very important, but
0: we've done an episode before on persuasive emailing. So if you guys haven't listened to that and you're interested, definitely go and have a listen. That will be really helpful here when you're trying to craft an email that's actually going to get someone's attention.
1: Oh, so true. So I think the first thing that I want to say is when we have posted jobs on job boards. When people send a generic cover letter and resume that they've obviously sent out to everyone, they haven't altered it at all for us. They haven't tailored anything about the email. It's just dear sir or madam or to whom it may concern. And it's just completely generic. We are not going to look twice at it because we get so many emails. Like when you place a job ad, you're going to get over 100 applications. It just always happens. And that is the easiest way to weed people out is by anyone who didn't put in any effort to make it tailored to you.
0: And the thing is, it's really easy to say like, oh my God, but I'm applying for so many. How am I going to create a specific cover letter for each one of them? But the reality of it is when you half ask, you're not going to get anything back. So rather than half-assing 100 applications, pick 15 that you want to do a stellar-ass job at and give it your everything. I promise you, you're going to get so much more out of that 15 when you give it your 100% than when you half ask the 200 applications where you didn't even acknowledge
1: anyone's name or business. Oh, so true. It is about quality, not quantity here, people. Talking about quality, a quality resume goes a very long way. I feel like we discussed this in our episode with Sarah Gale recently at VAMF but it's so easy now to jump onto Canva, do it on Canva and make your resume really pretty. And you know, if you're a graphic designer, I want to see that you graphic designed up your resume. Yeah. And really allow it to speak for you as well. Visuals are so
0: powerful. If you're really interested in the environment, then by having your resume green and maybe you have like a wood picture or something, it evokes the feelings that
1: you are trying to evoke, which in turn will make people more receptive to you. Hmm. And then a cover letter. It's an interesting one because it seems so old-fashioned and we have emails now, but just see it as an opportunity to stand out, to put yourself forward. It doesn't have to be a traditional cover letter. No, it shouldn't be a traditional cover letter. In fact, I have no interest in reading a traditional cover letter. I don't even know what it is. Exactly. I was about to say, I don't even know what a traditional cover letter should look like, but it should just be another avenue for you to catch the attention of the person that you're writing to so this is when you want to get your creative thinking on think outside of the box if somebody were to send us a cover letter that was just 20 reasons why they think our company is awesome and they want to work with us i'd say that's an amazing cover letter that's going to get my attention yeah if it was just here are all the reasons why
0: i love your brand and then they just listed the dot point you know it doesn't even have to be full-on amazing sentences that really impress us with this fancy vocabulary like No, it's about the content and it's about conveying why you want to work for them, whether it be that you love them, also an opportunity to suggest ideas. If you have a couple of really great ideas for them, you can tell them why you love them. And then also, I was thinking it would be amazing
1: if you did this. How cool would that be? That would get my attention. Oh, totally. Especially if they're relating to the job that you're applying for. If you can already demonstrate that you're going to be the best person for that job, just in that cover letter, they're going to want to meet you for sure. Also make sure you have a really thorough read of a job description if there is one. And in your cover letter, you want to be responding to how you are going to be awesome at hitting those points. Like why are you going to be the best person that is going to fulfill that job description? Make sure your resume is relevant. You don't need to put everything you've ever done on your resume. So true. I don't want to know that you did babysitting and when you were like
0: in year 11, I don't care.
1: Unless you're applying to be a nanny. And on the job description, I just want
0: to take a moment to acknowledge my ladies here. There is this really awful stat and I don't know what it is, but essentially when women look at a job description, they automatically think that they don't know how to do any of it, right? And then when males look at the job description, they automatically think like, oh, I kind of know how to do that. So I may as well just say that I do. Mm. So, that means that a lot of women who are technically qualified or equally as qualified as their male counterparts are not applying for these jobs. So, women... Just know that you can do this, that you have all of the skills. If it sounds like it's interesting to you and you know you could learn it, then put yourself forward for the job. No harm in putting yourself forward. Absolutely do not let that stuff scare you because other people aren't letting that stuff scare them.
1: And they're the ones that are going to get it instead of you if you hold yourself back in that way. Preach, sister. Put yourself out there, you gals. Go for it. After you have written the most boss cover letter of all time, you have sent in your resume and you are waiting, then you play the waiting game. You could send a little bit of a DM on Instagram and just, hey guys, I applied for a job. Looking forward to hearing from you. Here's a photo of my brownies that I bake around the office because I know that you said that if people are able to cook desserts, then they will get extra brownie points That's something probably only we would put in a job description, but (laughs) just think of something cute that you could follow up with. But again, obviously be respectful. You don't want to be hounding anyone. So once you've sent all that stuff as well, don't just like leave it there, forget about it and leave it to the
0: email gods to allow you to get the interview. You really need to hustle for that interview and you can do that in some creative ways. So definitely go and follow them on Instagram. Start interacting with them, liking, commenting, that sort of stuff, even like DMing, responding to their Insta stories. It might seem annoying to you, but it actually goes a really long way. And you're like, wow, this person is really going for it and I
1: love it. And we'll actually get noticed. Also, good to note that you can look up some recruiters in your area or in your field and send them your resume as well. Because a lot of the time people do hire through recruiters and making sure you're on their radar can be really beneficial in landing you that interview.
0: So once you've landed the interview or coffee or catch up, whatever it is that you are seeking. Zoom meeting. You definitely need to prepare hopefully you've been following that business for a while. So you're up to date with what they've been doing lately. That's very important. Very important. But it also goes a long way if you've done your research from a while back and you can see when they were founded and where their offices are and when they launched and what products they've launched or whatever it might be. All of that stuff goes such a long way. It sounds silly, but you would be surprised how
1: many people don't do this. Like a ridiculous amount of people don't do this. And Also do some research that is relevant to your job. We recently interviewed somebody for a marketing role and we said to her, what would some marketing ideas be that you would want to implement in our business? And she didn't really have many ideas. And I totally understand. I'm terrible at thinking of things on the spot. So beforehand, make sure you're thinking, right, I'm applying for a social media position. I'm going to check out all their social media. I'm going to come up with a few ideas for their social media. And again, like Jess said before, this can seem like a lot of work if you've got a bunch of interviews, but you are so much better off putting everything into the jobs that really, really matter to you than just trying to do a good enough job at everything and you're going to end up with nothing.
0: And I would say the number one quality that I notice when someone comes into an interview is confidence. Mm. That is something that you can tell from someone straight away. And if they're confident, the energy is magnetic and I want them in my team. Like if they walk in and they're timid and they're feeling uncomfortable with themselves and they're awkward, which look, I totally get. I'm a shy-ish person. And (laughs) sometimes in certain situations, I feel really awkward. But when someone walks in, even if they don't feel it and they're just acting it, I fall for it. You know, Claire, who works with us now, we told her recently, like she interviewed with us what? A year and a half ago now? Mm -hmm. And when she came in, she was so confident. Like, it was crazy. The second Stephanie and I met her, we knew we wanted to hire her. Honestly, the second. And it was because she was so confident. And actually thinking about it, I understand now that she was making a really big effort to be confident in that interview because she knew it would go a long way. And she was freaking right. Mm
1: -hmm. It totally paid off. I think if it helps you with your confidence – None of us know what we're doing. Like as interviewers, we're interviewing people. We We don't know know what what the hell we're doing. We Google how to run an interview. Nobody knows what they're doing. Everybody's just out here faking it, and if somebody's going to come off as confident, good for them. When we ask you questions like "What would you do in this scenario?", we don't have an answer in there mind. There is no answer. Like, there's no right or wrong answer that you can give in an
0: interview. The only wrong answer is like, uh, 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 I, don't I, know. I don't know. Yeah, that's the wrong answer. Just talk, just make it up. I don't even have an idea in my head that I want you to say. I just want to see what you think. I want to understand how your brain works. I want to get to know you on a level. And that's the other thing. In these initial interviews as well, what someone is mostly looking for is culture fit. Mm -hmm. And if you've done your research and you've identified that you feel like you fit in here and you really care about whatever they're trying to achieve, then you are, my friend, a culture fit. So you shouldn't feel insecure about that because
1: that's pretty much all we're testing in that first interview. And you should be yourself. And even if it's a more confident version of yourself, that's the thing. We're trying to see if we connect with you. And if there is a genuine connection there... That's going to go a way longer way than anything else you could be bringing to the interview.
0: Yeah. Just come in, treat people like people and act like a person. That is the best advice we can give you. There are people that come in, they treat the person interviewing them like an alien and they act like an alien themselves. Mm. That's when it goes
1: badly. Mm -hmm. And be honest. You can really tell when somebody isn't being truthful. And I know this is a question that gets asked in interviews a lot, which is, what are some of your bad qualities or what are you not as good at? And, you know, there's that classic answer to that question, which is (laughs) do a little spin on it. Like, I'm really like a stickler for time, which I guess can get a little annoying for some people. Oh, my God. Or like,
0: I'm too organized. I'm a perfectionist.
1: Yeah. Don't give us that bullshit answer. We want to know what you're bad at because, like, everybody's bad at at something. something. And we want to know that you know your own shortcomings. Yeah. You're self-aware enough to be able to answer That question from an honest place. Mm, And talk about how you deal with that. You know, if you're not an organized person, what are the tools that you've put in place to deal with that in previous jobs? You know, it doesn't need to be a yes, but spin it around. It just needs to be like an open, honest, this is what I'm bad at, this is how I deal with it. In line with that confidence, I think you just want to go into an interview really relaxed. You don't want to be completely stressed out because that's when none of us do our best performance. So if you need to do a little bit of a breathing meditation before, do whatever is going to make you feel just a little bit more calm and a little bit more you going in there.
0: Or even like a pump up song. I actually just remembered that when I applied for my job at Upstate, I was quite nervous. So actually, I talk the talk guys, but I haven't been interviewed that many times. We started this thing when I was 19, so I had a few jobs. But then once I applied for that job at Upstate, I was so nervous, like sweaty palms, the works, did yoga in the morning, meditated, tried to get Zen, was still super nervous, had a lot of energy. So then just before I was going into the interview, I remember I got there early as well. Don't be late. Definitely, definitely do Ooh, not don't be, be late. late.
1: Get there 10 minutes early. I was just about to say, don't be early. A lot of people come early to our interviews and we're like, it's so annoying.
0: Now we have to see them. Like our office is
1: so small. Yeah. But if you're going to like a big corporate office, you want to be getting there 10 minutes early just to like make sure you're actually in Inside, sitting in the waiting room at the time. Yeah, exactly. I'd say five
0: minutes early is like a really nice
1: amount of time for
0: a business size like ours that shows eagerness without inconveniencing us too much. <laughs> but so when I was going into my interview with Upstate, I just turned on my pump pump song being Yonsei Hollaback Girl, which is Stephanie in my pump pump song every mm. time we do like a speech or go on stage. So I just sat in my car, pumped it so loud. And then I just got such good energy. So then even though I still did have nervous energy, when I walked in it had kind of shifted into this positive energy where I was really pumped
1: up and excited to be there and I was just able to be my most bubbly most happy self which Mm. is also not bad you're right it's kind of like public speaking get some power posing going you know put your hands on your hips put your hands behind your head do whatever you got to do to like really go in there feeling pumped up and strong even if you're faking it a little bit.
0: Yeah, totally. And if shit goes wrong in the interview as well, just oh, breeze right through. Just go with it. Don't get caught up in when stuff goes bad. Because we've had interviews where something has gone bad in the beginning and then it's just like cruise right through. We don't even remember it by the end. But then we've had interviews where it's gone bad in the beginning and it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. So definitely try not to let it phase you. Just, you know, you're really cool like a cucumber. You can approach anything and just absolutely nail it.
1: So once you have nailed that interview, let's talk a little bit about sealing the deal. If you're going for like a big job and this is
0: the job that you want, you really want to invest all of your time and energy into it, I'd say that delivering some sort of gift will nail you the job. If we, for example, lately we've been looking at hiring on not anymore because COVID, but before we we're looking at hiring quite a high up position, like a head of marketing role. And how do we interviewed someone and then they left and then they knew
1: that on Friday afternoon we like to eat treats with our team and then they send us treats with our team, uh, they would have had the job. Yeah, so true. I also heard a story once where somebody was applying for a PR role and afterwards they placed an ad in a local newspaper as if it was like a... Uh, boy meets girl, boy falls for girl kind of story. But it was really like her falling for the company and it was written in this really cute way. She cut out the newspaper, highlighted it and sent it to them. So doing something like a little bit creative that shows off your creative brain, if you're looking for a creative job, that can go a long way as well. Yeah.
0: Or even if you don't want to go that far and you're playing the field a bit, so you've got five meetings in the works or whatever, you can just even send like something via Instagram. Like, oh my gosh, it was so great to meet you guys. Loved it. Here's something I was thinking about after I left and then fling them an article or like send them a funny
1: gif or a video or anything like that. If you can pick up on something that was said during the meeting, if they happen to mention that they love listening to podcasts and you were like, oh, I've got this great podcast that I love listening to. And they were like, oh, cool. I'll check it out just to send them the link to that podcast afterwards, included in an email. Obviously, if they're more corporate, you want to be sending an email rather than DMing them on Insta, but you could just be like, hey, it was such a pleasure to meet you. If there are any other questions you have, feel free to send them through. By the way, this is the podcast we were chatting about. Here's a link to it. Hope to hear from you soon. I feel like that is the kind of follow-up email I want to be receiving after an interview. Also, don't let the
0: communication just end after the interview. So you know how we talked about you following them on Insta and commenting on their posts and stuff like that. It's very transparent if the second you have the interview, you just allow that stuff to stop. So just keep going, keep pursuing, keep being seen. And that way it actually seems genuine that you really do like them and that you really do love their content or whatever they're putting out.
1: And you know, if you do end up getting a no from a company, don't get disheartened by it. There are so many reasons that you might not be the right fit for one particular company, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to be awesome at your job when you do finally land it. It just means you've got to keep on trying. You know, you guys have heard us talk about this so many times on this podcast. We get. So so many no's. When we approach people to be guests on our podcast, when we approach people to collaborate with us as businesses, but you've just got to keep going out there. The more no's you get, the closer you are getting to that one massive yes. Totally. And even if you feel
0: like you really aced the whole interview process and you didn't even end up getting it, the thing is, like Steph said, maybe you weren't right for that specific role, but actually Bianca who works with us, she applied for a job with us and then wasn't perfect for that position, but we ended up hiring her a few months later for something else. So don't get super disheartened, don't feel like you hate that company and you wanna stop all interactions with them. If you still love them and you still wanna pursue that, Go freaking for it. And we promise that something will come your way that's excellent and amazing and right for you at the right time. Mm
1: -hmm. So go on. You have all these amazing new tools under your belt. Get out there. Start with your vision board. Work out what you want to do. Apply for that dream job and follow these steps. And we know that you are going to be landing your dream job in no time. If you do have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Our email address is jessandsteph at howtolive.com. We would be happy to answer any questions or, of course, in our Facebook group, How to Live the Podcast. Come on over and have a chat to us there. Happy to answer any questions you have or look over your cover letters for you. Totally. That would be fun. We have so much time on our hands right now. <laughs> I know. Something we've actually been talking about doing is some live mentoring sessions where we kind of live mentor some people on Instagram live and other people can tune into the conversation as well. So if anyone needs a little bit of mentoring, hit us up, let us know and we could be putting it on Instagram live. Yeah, that could be a really fun activity. Okay. I feel like that was
0: awesome. That was really helpful. I hope. Really excited to to hear from you guys about whether you like this episode If you did, you can please rate us five stars. Share the episode with your friends. I'm sure you know someone that needs to hear this right now. Maybe they just need a little bit of a pep talk to know that they are the perfect person for the job or maybe they need the tangible tips. Awesome. Share a photo of you listening to the episode on Instagram with tag at Live And like Steph said, come and join our conversation, How to Live, the podcast on Facebook. We
1: can't wait to see you there. So thank you so, so much for tuning in. We can't tell you how appropriate we are anytime we see a little listen clock up on our old podcast here we hope you have a wonderful week you know where to find us if you need us and otherwise we'll see you right here back in this place next week virtual love and virtual hugs Mwah.